San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. What's up, Fairful? Welcome to the 49er Fairful UK Live. As always, I'm your host, Paul Hope. And once again, I'm joined by the main man, everybody's favourite president, the one, the only, Lee Goutland is in the house. Hey, buddy, how are you doing? I'm, I'm hoping my voice sounds a lot better tonight than what it did on the podcast on Monday night. I think I've recovered a little bit from the weekend. Um, I hadn't actually realised how bad my voice was until I was having a business meeting on Monday afternoon and straight away uh, one of my business partners turned around and said, you've been doing something with the NFL this weekend, haven't you? I said, how do you know that? He said, because you hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> so I hadn't realised, hadn't realised how bad it was. Um, um, I can still feel it a little bit, to be honest. I can still feel it. I feel a little bit hoarse, but uh, definitely not as bad as what I was on uh, Monday. There was a lot of shouting done, um, obviously geeing up the uh, the crowd. Uh, every time we had a first down, I was straight in there. Oh, 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 <laughs> get them all going. Um so yeah, it was it was an experience at the weekend. Obviously, it's something that I hadn't done before. Um, it was dropped on us at the last minute, um, but it was a learning experience. I've got a few things I'll do differently next time. Well, hold that thought, Lee. So I'm everybody, we have a super show planned for you tonight. Now, after the magnitude of what happened at the weekend, I'm not lying. You all witnessed a UK official watch party victory. Curse, what curse, but we'll get into that later. Now, we've decided to break all that down and more, but because Lee has alluded to the struggles in his voice, I thought I can't be left to steer the ship on my own. And for the first time in 49er Faithful UK Live, we have some special guests joining us. Now, our first guest, I would say, needs no introduction, but that would do the man a disservice. He has the most thankless job in sports entertainment, the voice behind the podcast, the man that has to keep me, Naji Kara, and Lee Gowland in check twice a week. The one, the only, I'm delighted to introduce the legend that is Gareth Ellis. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, everyone else. Now, then, Gareth. that's a bit of a, I was thinking, who's coming on? <laughs> well, to be fair, Gareth, I know you've been looking forward to being the guest. Because yeah, yeah. it is a thankless job keeping us in check. Now, everybody in the chat, you might need to help us keep Gareth in check because he might get a bit giddy, he might descend down from rabbit holes, and he might talk <laughs> over me, which might be an experience for me to witness. But honestly, Gareth, we really appreciate you being the first guest on our well, show. The first. Tonight. Well, yeah. I'm honoured. I'm honoured. Guest. So, yeah. thank you. Well, it's well documented that I teased <laughs> special guests so obviously we've got gareth in the house now like gareth this next person shouldn't really need any introduction and ever since we started the live i've been dying to get him on our schedules haven't aligned we were lucky to have him in the gold mine with us back in november he's a big supporter of ours he's definitely up there with eric oregard and wayne humphreys for flying the flag because you'll have seen all the posts you'll have seen all the tweets i'm a big fan of the content he creates I'm bowled over that he's decided to join us for this super show. It's my pleasure to introduce the one, the only, Ty Holston is in the house, baby! Yeah. Hello, gentlemen. Wow. What a great introduction. 
Good evening, do, do, all. Do you recognize the uh, T-shirt, Ty? I do, I do recognize that. That is quite lovely. And it's it funny, is. <clears throat> funny that you mentioned that. I've recently uh, made myself one that I can reveal to you. Ooh. This is, it's a special edition. Oh, that is fantastic. Oh. Oh. Absolutely love it, buddy. If you've been following Lee, you know what this means. <laughs> <laughs> so we, w- we were going to start with the official watch party, but after that, Lee, come on. For those people who may have missed the news, Gowland 88 is going down in folklore. Why is that? <laughs> Go- going down in what? Folklore. It's, it's, it's legends. Go on, then. You're going to have to explain it to us, Gowland 88. No, seriously, oh, I don't know. Ah, <laughs> oh, what? Certain, How certain do you speed, not know? Certain speeding ticket. Oh God! An hour. Oh. <laughs> He's all trying that, to forget it already. All that hype. All I'm, that. I'm, I'm going through thing. Why is it yes? Oh, yes. Yes, eighty-eight. <laughs> I still don't know how much that's going to cost me. It's going to be an arm and a leg. Because they did away with the fixed uh, penalty. You used to get so in the UK, you used to get fined a standard one hundred pound for, for speeding. Um, but I think it was only last year they did away with that. It's now means tested, so you get fined one week's wage. Oh, mm. wow! Yes, that that is oh, yeah. whopping fine. So that's what I'm expecting. Gowland idiot. <laughs> So there's a few Love people it. in the chat who were asking what Love it was. It. So Lee, being the president up and down the UK for many meetings, was driving home, a very quiet road, I believe, Lee. Oh, I were... wasn't driving home, I was driving to Ipswich. Oh, you were driving down? To right? Ipswich, yeah, I was going to the Sunderland match. Well, I was going to Ipswich for the weekend. The Sunderland match was the day after. Yeah, um, completely empty road. And I know a lot of people, especially that Neil Graham block, pointed out that was in the middle lane. It's because I didn't show you the picture after that where it showed three cars, two two of them in the inside lane, one of them right behind me. Um, but, yeah, I got stung 88. And to be, to be honest, I mean, I think that's um, – I was quite fortunate that's come back saying 88 because both me and me missus know that's wrong. <laughs> I was definitely doing 95 when I went past that car. Oh. So I've been been a little bit lucky, um, but I could have been two mile an hour luckier because I had been doing 86, I'd have been offered a driver awareness course. So I wouldn't have had any points on my license. So first comment of the night, when Gowland hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious. <laughs> <laughs> so Ty, right, yeah. again, so Gareth asked backstage, everybody, so Paul, I'm not used to just turning up and being on a show. Yeah, I'm, no he's, norm, he's normally the host. <laughs> he normally has a script. That's why, Ty, I had to do the introductions, because if you listen to the right. podcast, Gareth always, every week, has a new introduction to the show, and yes. it, it bowls me over. They're very super. And we said, this is the live. We go live, and what happens, happens. Now, we didn't expect you to rock up with a T-shirt. Equally, <laughs> I didn't expect Gowland to drop the bomb, especially after the epic success he had on Sunday. So, Lee, it is well documented that we had another official UK watch party at the weekend. Unfortunately, the main man, that is Nick Clark, was unable to fly across the pond to host. (laughs) The bat signal went up, everybody. There was only one man for the job. So, Lee, come on, tell us a bit more. It must have been amazing. 
it, it yeah, it was. So mm. as I alluded to earlier, I've learned a few lessons. I've definitely learned a few lessons. <laughs> so I think it was only like Tuesday last week. Tuesday, in fact, it might have even been Wednesday when um, Nick said, look, being a little bit cheeky, but we kind of hope that you might host the event for us. So, and, you know, I'm like, I'll, I'll bend over backwards for Nick because of the amount he's done for the UK fan base. I said, look, yeah, I, I can do that, no problem. I understood why he wanted me to do it because getting somebody from the actual um, the venue to do it who hasn't been to the NFL or who hasn't been to Levi Stadium mm. and done all that goldmine stuff, they're not going to know what to do. So I thought, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind doing that. I, I used to get up in front of hundreds of people speaking uh, to do with my job years ago. So that that didn't phase us. And um, so he, he put us into a distribution group with the venue, the videographer, the photographer, um, the PR people, the brand manager, all that sort of stuff, um, and had a playbook. They had a playbook of how everything was going to happen, what what time was going to happen, exactly what the output was, everything like that. Um, and when I saw it, I thought, oh, that's that's quite good. It's dead easy to um, dead easy to follow that. Um, unfortunately, what I wish I'd done is check some of the links that they'd uh, put in this playbook, because one of the links was for the introductions, the team introductions. So I knew it was in there, and I'd actually downloaded it during the week, quickly played it, but didn't really take any notice. I, I was just kind of doing something else and that was in the background. So I watched it and I thought, oh, that, that was canny. Not actually realising what I'd just witnessed. So we get to the event and um, we go for a run-through. We go for a run-through with everybody about quarter ten because we wanted to get everybody G'd up so they take some video, send that off to Sky. And... Um, I just had this nagging little feeling. And I said to the guy that was on the uh, the, the media centre, the media system, I says, right, do us a favour, don't put that up on the big screen yet. Just play it on your laptop and show me it first. So I went round, started watching the player introductions, the player lined up in the tunnel, running out. And who should run out first? Mike McClinchy. Quickly followed by Daniel Brunskill. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking... We, I can't show that on the screen. Everybody in this venue is going to know that's wrong. That's old footage. So I says, right, screw that. We're not going to do that. I'll just uh, I'll just get up and I'll go through the names. So I, I didn't bother printing out the playbook. I thought I'll just use it on my phone. Well, my eyesight's terrible. Honestly, it's really terrible. I, I wear very focals. And at the moment, I think I've bent the frame. So I'm struggling to get the, uh, the the focus on there. So I basically had everything on my phone. So I'm looking at my phone, my head's bouncing up and down, trying to get the focal point. And I'm going through the uh, going through the team. So started off okay, started off okay, starting at right tackle, 68, Colton, the whole crowd, McKivitt. And then the next one, starting at right guard, <laughs> number 50, Joe, silence, utter silence. And I'm thinking, right, they've set us up here because not a single person uttered. So I thought that uh, had a, everybody had gone round each other and had a word with everybody saying, look, once you get to the second one, nobody say a word, see what he does. <laughs> so I was waiting for them thinking, oh, come on, guys, it's Feliciano. And then uh, I think it was Andy Smith turned around and said, he wears 55 and his first name's John, not Joe. So I moved the phone a little bit further away from us. He said, oh, yeah, that's right. It is 55, John. Now, normally, had, had it not been the first time I'd done that, I'd have known. 
I wouldn't have even had to use my phone. I could have rang them off anyway. But because I was using the phone to go through and make sure I didn't make a mistake, I made a mistake because I couldn't bloody read it. So that that was one learning uh, point. So next time I'm going to print it out and get big letters so I don't need to keep on moving my head all over the place to try and find the focal point. But there was, a, there was a couple of other things. So just using the mic in the venue. Um, at the time, when I was starting the chance off that the, the defence, uh, let's go Niners, that sort of stuff, it sounded okay in my head. But then I watched <laughs> the video back. and because, oh, it sounded great. Because I had, sorry? It sounded great. Let's it go didn't. Niners. It didn't. It sounded awful. <laughs> So just so to stop you there, Lee, just to stop you there, Ty. So me and Gareth were at home. We couldn't make mm. the watch party. We were steady right. in the ship. So the bar manager had made contact with me and Lee of the previous watch party. So she sent me some footage of Lee on stage. As Gareth said, I thought Lee's pronunciation was pretty epic. So I uploaded that to our social media accounts. Uh-huh. Lee texts me straight away. How on earth have you got that? So I messaged back and said, if I was at the venue, mate, I'd come and say hello. But to be fair, Lee, it's, I'm laughing, Ty, because the microphones that me and Gareth have, Lee is a, a techno freak. Mm-hmm. He has the control of the sound. I'm always getting into trouble for being too loud, too quiet. So to hear Lee struggle with a microphone, mm-hmm. got to admit, Gareth, what did you make of that? Rookie mistake. Yeah, so, so, it, wasn't so much, <laughs> it wasn't so much the technology. It's just the thought process that was going through my head. Because we had it up quite loud in the event so that he was talking, straight away in my head I'm thinking, right, I can't shout the words. Like you normally shout a chant. I can't do that because it's going to distort, it's going to clip. And rather than just move the mic away from us, I kind of spoke the words, spoke the chant instead of chanting the chant. And it sounds so lame when it's spoken <laughs> rather than chanted. But I, I didn't really hear it in my head at the time. But when I listened to the video afterwards, oh, it was embarrassing. It was poor. So next time I know what to do, it, it's either one, go through a sound check at the start so when I shout it doesn't distort or just move the mic away and then just scream my head off like I normally do. I mean, to be honest, I'm that loud. I didn't really need the mic anyway. Um, when I was doing the first down chance during the game, I wasn't using the mic. I was just screaming at the top of my voice, which is why my voice was so bad on, on Monday night. But yeah, le- learning. Lessons so, learned. So, Gareth, we were sat at home watching. Ty, mm-hmm. where, where did you watch the game on Sunday? I was at home as well watching. So, yes, indeed. we had the fear of missing out. I mean, I was technically the closest and I did mm-hmm. debate jumping in the car. But after Gowland's 88 mile per hour fiasco, I thought, I'll avoid that. But <laughs> how did you feel, Gareth, watching the game at home, knowing that the watch party was going on and Lee was there without his support and cast? Because he was flying solo, for want of a better word. I know there was admin members there, but normally myself's there or you're there. Or So how did you feel, Gareth, watching the well, game at home? I think I'd come to terms with the fact that I wasn't I wasn't going to be able to do it. I was, uh, was going to save it for the next uh, event, um, hopeful for a good result. So... I'd, yeah, I've come to terms with it, and uh, it's great seeing it on on Facebook, and it's great seeing it as it as it happens. A few lives and and loads of pictures coming in, so you kind of you know it's not the same as being there, but you you know you don't feel completely out of it. There's still you know there's faces, and I think because 
we'd had the meetup um, at the box before, it kind of the room looked familiar and the layout and you kind of understood everything and you could see every and you know, you start looking at the pictures for thinking, oh yeah, I, I know that person. I can't remember their name, but I'm pretty sure I met them at the last uh, last watch party. So yeah, it's a it's a bit it's a bit odd, but we're all used to that, aren't we? We're sort of being part of things through our phones, even though you're uh, you know, a hundred miles away or, or five thousand miles away. You, you can still connect to all these sort of events through your phone and uh yeah and listening listening to uh to lee's let's go niners was uh you know it was it was that's like exactly, being that's uh, exactly what it sounded like weak ass <laughs> shit that's what it was so to be fair ty um again i poked fun at lee with a microphone as much as i've been doing these content creating for a while i don't normally upload the videos to youtube Lee normally has that job, but because his phone's been blown up for some reason over the last 40 hours, I can't think why, I offered to upload the footage from the watch party and uh-huh. with Wayne Humphrey's help, who edited the footage. I uploaded that at midnight last night. There's two videos. They're literally a couple of minutes long. We've had yep. 600 views on one video, 150 on the other. And what I wanted to say at this point, Lee, I don't know how other content creators got the footage. What's been amazing is as Gareth said there, the watch party from England has been mixed in with the watch party from Mexico, mm. mixed in with fan reactions around the world. So obviously for me and Gareth, it was really late in the UK. I was trying to be quiet. No letters from Tracy or the girls from me. But you're on the East Coast, Ty, so you're not 5,000 miles away. But does it sometimes feel like you're closer to us in the UK than you are to the West Coast when you're watching a game like that? Yeah. You know, like I discussed with you previously, my personal timetable is I get up, you know, sometimes five in the morning, six in the morning, you know. So from a timing standpoint, I'm like closer to you guys than the West Coast. Right. When it gets when you get to those late primetime games, I'm kind of like, okay, I got to stay awake. I got to get energized, you know, and then it's like, okay. The West Coast seems so far away. <laughs> like, like East Coast, the UK seems so much closer. So like I was tapping into what you guys were doing. And I was actually thinking of you guys during the um, meetup. Like, man, that must be a great event to go to. So there is kind of a connection there. The reason I asked Gareth is Ty joined us in the gold mine. One of the regrets of mine was not getting to spend enough time with Ty because I went to the gold mine game. We watched the game together, and obviously we had to get back to San Francisco. Ty went back to his hotel. So it would be epic, Ty, if you could join us for a watch party in the UK. Um, they're growing more and more. We've had... be one a year, and now it's like four or five. So it would definitely be good for you to come across. But that yeah. Mexico and UK video, if you haven't seen it, do head over to Twitter or X, and we've shared it on there. Now, Gareth... I brought you on as a guest tonight. You're not the host. Lee has no idea what questions, anything that you and Ty are going to ask. Because as I said, this is the live. We roll with the punches. So I'm going to hand the mic over to you, Gareth. And this is your opportunity to ask El Presidente anything you want. Watch party related, Niners related. Come on, buddy. This is your moment. I I am quite fascinated to get an idea of the... How the atmosphere changed because everyone must have been pumped yeah. up for kickoff. Kickoff. I thought that was coming straight away. And then, yeah, yeah well, yeah. it's it's going to be the obvious question. Then, kind of, you know, okay, they've had a good first drive and scored. We've seen that before. 
We know our defence makes some adjustments. That's OK. We'll, we'll go and do the same. It'll be 7-7 games early. Was, was there a point where the atmosphere, it suddenly really started to go quiet beyond yeah, that kind of, yeah. oh, you know, fair enough. We've started badly. Was there a point when it was like, oh, this is going badly? Yep, it was the third touchdown. The, the third touchdown for for the Lions. Um, mm-hmm. th- there was a noticeable quieting of the uh, of the crowd. Um, it, it was like being in a morgue, to, mm-hmm. to be honest. We, we started off. Everybody came in. I think everybody heard, uh, including myself. We'd all overestimated the uh, underestimated the Lions, and um, we were all on a high. We came in. We expected to thump them. Um, I don't think anybody really, truly thought it was going to be a close game. Um, even even though, I mean, my prediction was like eight points and eight, uh, nothing more than that. But I didn't think it was going to be that close. I just didn't have the balls to go for the 40, 26 uh, scoreline I was going to. Luckily enough, I didn't, of course. Um, but yeah, we, we started off on a high. It, it was quite... Uh, Quite impressive, the atmosphere. We got everybody warmed up before the game started at quarter ten, get all the videos out, stuff like that. Um, it started, they scored straight away. It was like, don't sweat it. The Dolphins did this to us last year and we went on and we thumped them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you could see we were struggling straight away. It, it just didn't look like us. We were missing tackles left, right and centre. It looked absolutely awful. And it just got quieter and quieter and quieter. Um, it got to the point where I think I said this on the pod at half time. I, I I did the draw, did the raffle draw, and then I quickly went down to Jensen, came out. I was talking to Jonathan Rafe Green, and I said, "Look, that's probably it, you know, because we're not built to come from behind, especially not this score. We, we're just not built. We we haven't done it before. I know the week before we come back from like yeah, what was it, five points down, seven points yeah. down, but this is different." This was 17 points down. This wasn't this wasn't Jim Harbaugh's team back in 2013, 2012. Um, this is a completely different team. We weren't built that way. But within the space of literally a minute from starting walking up those stairs to go back into the venue and actually getting back to being stood next to Andy Hodgson, who I was stood next to most of the night, I'd completely changed again. I turned around and he says, you know what, it's not too bad. We get the ball to start setting off. All we need to do is score seven on there, get a stop, score another seven, game on. <laughs> and, and so mentally, I'd gone through the both ranges of emotions in the space of two minutes. And I'd kind of got myself back into it. And obviously it didn't take, I was going to say it didn't take too long to get back into the game. It did because we were down to seven minutes in the third quarter before everybody started to go absolutely mental again. But the thing that was noticeable when the second half started, was I think we lost about a third of the crowd. People mm. went home at halftime. That was it. They, they consigned themselves that that's it, we're losing this, and they'd gone. Um, and I, I think, I was going to say, I think that helped the atmosphere a little bit because everybody else that was left seemed more determined to make some noise. They seemed more determined that we were going to stick it to the lines. And like I said, once we got down to seven minutes in the third quarter and there was that little chink of hope, you could just see the spirits lifted straight away. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of steadied up all the way through to the end of the fourth quarter, where, as you've seen on the videos, it completely exploded. 
People were hugging people they'd never met until that night. <laughs> I mean, that, that was the thing. And that's, that's the great thing about these meetups, you know. You, you go through the same things. You, you stood around a load of people you've only just met. But when that happens, you don't care that you've only just met them. Yep. You hug them. You jump up and down. You cry with them. That's the type of uh, atmosphere it was. And um, I, I, obviously it was our first official watch party win. We, we have been to meetups before when we won. I mean... The, the infamous uh, yeah, yeah. Edinburgh meetup, which was an unbelievable game against uh, the New Orleans Saints when um, George Kittle mm. ran with uh, half the team on his back. It was the same type of thing there, but on a larger scale because there was still a good 70, 70 to 80 of us left in the, uh, in the venue. So, yeah, I mean, we went through the ringer. Um, I know that there's a few people in the uh, chat that... I, haven't seen Martin in there. So Martin, actually, tell you what, I'm in the starred one, not the live one. He might be in there. He is in there. Moonraker Martin. So, so, so Martin. Oh. Lee, Lee, Lee has the same controls as me. So it's unusual mm-hmm. for me. I can I can hold off. But Lee, the live chats, go go into that, not the starred one. So I know, go and put Martin's chat on. It's because I was gonna show I was gonna show a chat that was on there before. So so Martin, um I mean, let, let's face it, Martin, you'd had a lot to drink, hadn't you, son? <laughs> he got to half time, and uh, I think Martin was so so down. He, he was ready to go back to the uh, back to the hotel, but luckily enough, uh, he got a pep talk from Gary Park. Gary Park came over. He had a word with him, cheered Martin up a little bit, and uh, I think Martin made the best decision of his life not to go back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Although I think <laughs> he made the best decision not to go back to the hotel, but I think he wished that he didn't drink as much as what he did in the second half. Because, uh, I mean, I, I didn't realise how much he'd had to drink by that point. I started hitting the uh, the fireballs during halftime. Um, so I kind of <laughs> I kind of roped Martin into the fireballs as well, as well as a few other people. Um, so he was a little bit uh, tender the morning after. But yeah, that, that was like one one example. The other one is uh, Matty Johnson. Matty Johnson was going to drive back anyway, um, so he wasn't drinking. And I think it got to a point where Matty was like, yeah, we, we've lost this, I'm just going to go home because he had a long drive to Wolverhampton. Um, and then I, I would imagine the others were all local to us, or local to Leeds, I should say, which is why they kind of just drifted off. Um, but yeah, un- unbelievable scenes. I mean, it, it wasn't just the end either. Every significant player, there was an unbelievable scenes. Everybody jumping up and down, going absolutely mental. Um, and again, that's what meetups are all about. And I know there's a few people who've left that meetup on Saturday, uh, the Monday morning, on Monday morning, with friends that'll be friends for a lifetime. Well, you're and preaching to the wrong man because Ty, as much as we've seen him on the screen, you'd met Ty, you'd met yeah. him at the Giants game. <laughs> And obviously, I've, I've put Ty's channel at the bottom. So I introduced Ty at the start. You do need to check out his awesome channel. I've been lucky enough to be on there a couple of times. Lee, you've ticked off something that's on my bucket list. As much as I do podcasts, Ty, I've never done a face-to-face, like a yeah. live interview. So that's something that I want to do. But remember, Lee, Ty was in the gold mine with us a lot. And every time something good happened, we were high-fiving, we were hugging. <laughs> and one of my memories is Armstead getting a sack and me and Ty ended up stood next to each other. Ty's wearing his 91 Armstead and we're both doing the celebration. The belly. Oh, yeah. And, and like you said, Lee, um, that's why for me, Ty, on Sunday, the fear of missing out was the first one since I've really become active mm. in the group in 2018 that I'd missed. Tracy tried to make me feel better. About five o'clock, she said, I know as much as you want to be there, Paul. 
but just think what the atmosphere will be like if they lose. And then <laughs> I, I said to the chaps on the pod, she went to make me a drink before the game started. She walked into the front room and the Lions are already one touchdown up. And she uttered the infamous, so you're losing already then? <laughs> then at half time, I get a text message off her saying, I wonder what the atmosphere is like in Leeds. At which point, me and Gareth had already been firefighting on the group because I want you to touch a bit more, Gareth, like I said at the start about the stop start of American football and people being a bit more emotional because it means to convent a little bit more, can't they? And I'm not criticising anyone for the fandom. Uh, we've got Jay Peplow in the house. He's normally my go-to guy, Ty. Me and Jay normally texting each other during the games. We're always dead positive. We're dead upbeat. We always take the credit when things go right. Yeah. But Gareth, you said it better than I could on the pod. So I'm going to hand back over to you since you've rejoined us about that stop-start nature and how people can be emotional with I the forms. Yeah, it just it, it gives it gives people time. Because, you know, we're for most of us, when we're alone as well, you kind of you want to, you, you want to engage with other people. And I think that's easy, you know, if if you're together, people will say things, and you kind of it's a bit, um, you know, you don't you, you say things without thinking, or or you you just move on the conversation. It's not that important when you put it on a chat. It's there. It's there forever. You've put that opinion out. You know, if you if you're really frustrated and and you show it to people around you, it's kind of ignored. When you vent it, I think you it lasts. It's there for people to see, and it's 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 a it's a different experience, but I think that the NFL games just lend themselves to that because yeah, particularly for 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 like me, you know, you have the ad breaks. As soon as the ad breaks come on, you're on your phone. It gives you time to to do it. Whereas we're saying that people who are used to watching soccer or, or rugby, the game just keeps going. The game yeah. doesn't stop, so you don't really get chance to breathe and and you know stop and do stuff on your phone because you're watching the game and the game just keeps moving on. I mean, obviously people, people do that, but I think you have, particularly when there's an ad break after a turnover, you know, we've, we've just punted, you get that two minutes to, you know, to kind of dwell on mm-hmm. what's just happened. The pass that's just been badly thrown or, or the drop or the sack we've just taken or whatever you, you, you instantly sit there and you have to cope with it for two minutes before the game starts and you can go on to the next thing. And I think it just—it's something about the rhythm of the game. It's—it's it's maybe a good or a bad thing, but it just—it lends people, I think, to to immediately vent stuff on social media, um, which people are fine. You know, it's—it's it's, we're not lecturing about how people uh, choose to enjoy the games, um, but a lot of the time it's kind of like uh, it's a bit. Think about it before you say it. Maybe it's—it's—it's it's, it's very easy to be very wrong quickly. Just by that instant of frustration, and then yeah. you put it out, and and you kind of ah, and we know it's just that frustration, and you're just frustrated. But it's um, yeah, it's it's an experience, I think, um, for those of us uh, at home and isolated, and you experience not only the game through the TV, but your game through the phone as well with the other fans and what other fans are saying, and how other fans are reacting. And it's it's the modern world, isn't it? It's become part of it. The fact that we can interact with each other this easily, or people have got nothing better to do with their lives on a Wednesday afternoon <laughs> than to sit and watch us talk about this stuff. So, so do you stay off your phone, Ty? Or because I, I don't go on X or Twitter during the game normally because I'm I'm enjoying the game. We normally have a game day thread on Facebook, 
We have a game day thread on Discord. Um, it always surprises me how emotional. Some people only seem to vent. They never seem to yes. celebrate. Um, I see some names that only seem to take joy in when we're struggling. Mm. And I stepped away from English football for that reason, Ty, and I fell in love with the NFL. I fell in love with the 49ers. I've seen some terrible football. And all year <laughs> I've been banging the drum about how special <laughs> this team is, but... What do you do during the game? Do you have buddies that you talk to on your phone or do you just literally zone out and watch the game for a couple of hours? Yeah, I have buddies I talk to. Um, I have my my East Coast Red and Gold podcast crew and uh, we tend to send messages back and forth. Normally because there's usually one of us at a game. We do a good job of making it to a game. Um, but for the most part, I tend to stay off my phone. Because for two specific reasons, one, I love to focus on the game and actually watch it and digest what's happening. Right. And like, I love this team. I'm so passionate about it. And it's not just the team. It's everything that's going on in the periphery. Like I'm looking for camera people that I've met and different media people. Are they on the sidelines? You know, things like that. So I'm I'm fully engrossed with just the whole atmosphere of the game. The second reason why I try to stay off my phone as much as possible, and it's it's what Gareth mentioned, a lot of people are quick to react, and it's an overreaction most times. And that overreaction can be both positive and negative. A lot of it is mostly negative, however, because people are just so quick to, right? <laughs> they just want to say something. And I don't want to be one of those people. I like to sit back, decompress from what happened, whether good or bad, and then, you know, try to say, okay, what's what's next for us as a team? Where do we go from here? So that's the reason why I stay off. No, that's, that's good to know, Ty. Um, so, Lee, I know you're eager to jump in. Now, we've got a few friends from across the pond who have been big supporters of ours from day one. And there's been a lot of mention in the chat about yeah. a curse. Keep talking. Just, uh, uh, keep talking. <laughs> I, I don't know if you can hear that ping, ping, pinging. No. So I was going to ask Lee, Gareth, but I'm going to come back to you because I'm the host tonight and I get to pick on people. So please explain to our good friend Gopher what is the curse that has been mentioned in the chat? Well, it's, I mean, it, it came from nowhere, really. I mean, we had. I think our first official 49ers watch party in Leeds, we we lost the game, didn't we? we? It was it was it was well, it was a sort of half. It had been the Chicago, the week one uh, game last season, um, and it sort of got cancelled um, because the the Queen had died in the UK and and kind of everything shut for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of cancelled. But we some people still had tickets booked, so people went and we lost. Then I think it was rescheduled for the Atlanta um, game, and we lost. And then, of course, it's just, I think it's sports fans in general. Sports fans, everybody's got um, superstitions, and people look for patterns and things. And as soon as, yeah, as soon as the same, there's a link between two events, it, suddenly it's a pattern, and that's it. Suddenly, Only takes our, as, it, as soon as there's two, it's 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 a curse. It was the Leeds watch party curse, um, and this is there was then of course the NFC Championship game where there was a watch party in Leeds, 
um, against the Eagles. And of course, we lost that. And suddenly, it's it's like proof. This idea of <laughs> of these random un, unconnected events um, have this coincidence. And before you know it, there's this idea that we can't win a game if we have a Leeds watch party. So that's that that is the non-existent curse, which has now been well and truly stamped into the floor and set fire to and will never be talked about again. And before Lee speaks, no, it wasn't because me and Gareth weren't there. And if there's another watch party in Leeds, we will be there. I don't care what you say. Lee Gowland said it better than anyone, Ty. On the pod on Monday night, he said, any notion of a curse is ridiculous. So Mm -hmm. my good friend said it better than me, but Lee... Everybody can see you're up to something. You're taking a focus yeah. away from the show. Yeah, sorry. So, obviously, I've kept me uh, do not disturb on. So, as soon as information starts uh, being drip fed, I can pass that on. So, I'll start off with the, the 49ers having a few challenges. They're having a few challenges with the uh, the organising of this with the venue and stuff like that. Um, but I can tell you. I can definitely tell you that London is not the venue. Mm. Mm. That narrows it down to the rest of the country. Well, we're not as big as America. I can can attest to that. You know, it's the UK, America. (laughs) I can also tell you that there will definitely be a watch party. That's good news. news. It is literally coming through bit by bit here. Um, so hopefully, what, what time are we on? Right, we're only on 25 tonight. Yeah, hopefully by the end of the show, he'll finally get around to actually typing what he's typing now um, <laughs> and told us where it's at. But London is not the venue. So Lee teased out earlier, Ty. I don't know if you saw me. Uh, so because we've got some fans on Facebook, some on Instagram, some on Twitter, some on Discord, Lee put a little message in the Facebook group saying, I may have some news regarding the watch party ahead of tonight's live. So the right. viewing figures are through the roof. So this man knows how to sell a show. So we appreciate that. It is news of sorts because it had been rumoured, Ty, that it was either going to be Leeds. Now, the Leeds connection is because the 49ers own yes. Leeds United. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else mentioned that the London watch party was also a loss as well, Gareth. So you could argue mm-hmm. it wasn't just Leeds, London. But the rumours were, Ty, that Normally, we have our own Super Bowl party planned at the start of the season. Right. That's what we've done for the last couple of years. But when we started working with Nick Clark, obviously, we decided we'd be stupid to book our own party when our Niners get to the Super Bowl and Nick Clark reaches out and says, Hi, Lee, I'm throwing a watch party for you. Right. The difficulty being is since the NFC Championship game finished at like half three in the yeah. morning over here, me and Lee have had countless messages from excitable fans. It's been amazing. It's been great. Yes. But obviously, we have full-time jobs. We have families. And I think people believed that we were keeping a secret. Now, I made the mistake yesterday, Ty, of responding to someone saying, I hope it's not London, winky mm-hmm. face. And straight away, everyone was like, it's Leeds. Nah, it's Leeds. Yeah, I was yeah. like, uh, <laughs> the only man who knows is El Presidente, because I'm not trusting mm-hmm. with such news. But, oh, to um, me, that, I'm just finding out now. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> so, but I'm backing you up here. I'm backing you up. Now, well, it, Brett. It's, it's, uh, it's, it shows how... Oh, I see. Brett, Brett's just broke the news. It's the candlestick oh, yeah. in Falkirk. 
<laughs> go on, Gareth. Yeah, that would that would be good. I think it's uh, it's what we've always said. If you if you go to a watch party, you're going to keep going to them. I don't think there's anyone who's turned up to a watch party and said, "Oh, you know what? I won't I won't mm-hmm. go to another one." And we've always encouraged people to to turn up and encourage people to say. Like a lot of people, I, I don't really have any any uh, of my personal friends who follow the NFL at all. Uh, all my NFL friends are through this group and and kind of virtual, so you only get to see them every now and then. So that brings me to want to come to the to the watch parties, and I think a lot of people have the same. Where for most of us, the NFL experience is quite often quite lonely. You might know a few friends, but the chances of you having a group of Forty ers fans around you is very very slim. So most of the time it's 1am and you're on the sofa on your own um, and the chance, the opportunity to go and experience it um, in the same way that we would experience, um, you know, a Premier League match or, or a rugby match or, or whatever you're into. You can go to a pub and find fans and go and enjoy it. You can't do that with a lot of the NFL, particularly because it's late. Um, so, you know, a lot of pubs do show NFL games, but probably not the late games. And, and they're often they're not. They're not big events unless it's the Super Bowl. So the opportunity to come out and actually experience it in the basic thing about sports, which is this shared experience with mm-hmm. other people, whether you're in the stadium or whether you're in the bar um, or, or whether you're you're just at home with your extended family, because obviously we know a lot of people in America, the Super Bowl is a, is a family event. People come over, you get your neighbours over, you get mm-hmm. a barbecue going and things, and it, and it becomes a, a whole event. We We don't have that. And the watch parties give us something that most of us don't have any other chance to get. Uh, so I think it's uh, we've always plugged them. And I think it's true that I think remember the first one I went to was Edinburgh and there were maybe 15 of us. And it was quite nice because you, you, you had plenty of time to go around to see everybody and mm. learn everybody's name and meet people. And then, of course, the next one, it was like 60 people. Wow. Um and uh, I'm certainly disoriented because people who listen to the pod, everyone knows me. And I I'm, I don't know who any of these people are. I can't remember <laughs> any of their names. I'm terrible with names. Absolutely terrible. Straight in one ear and it's straight out the other. So it's a, but it's a great experience seeing and seeing other people who have clearly just met start chatting about games and about players and their best mates 20 minutes later. And that's what the watch parties are about. It's It's an experience we don't get without a group like this and without the support of people like Nick. So so Ty, as a good friend of the community, obviously across the pond as an American, what do you make of the 49 Faithful UK community? Because you're a big part of that. Me and you have connected. We watch oh, yeah. all the other content creators. We're in the chats. We've tried to bring an element of what you guys have to the UK. And like Gareth said, for us, the Super Bowl, it'll be 11.30pm kickoff. Yeah. So what we tend to do is take over a bit like the invasion trips and we go to mm-hmm. a city and we're there all day. But what's it like seeing this grow from across the pond? Because I know you're a good friend of the show, a good friend of the community, but I've got you on tonight because I wanted your viewpoint of these watch parties and seeing our community grow. I think it's wonderful. It's incredible. And, you know, that's what this team and this was, this community is all about. It's about the togetherness. It's about growing together. It's about celebrating and, and being in this union, you know, as friends, family, teammates, whatever you want to call us to support this team. And I love the growth 
because it shows you that, you know, we in the States, it's not just, we're not alone, right? We can branch outside the States and see someone wearing the red and gold and be like, hey, and we're instant friends, right? We, we have that connection. Even though we've never seen each other in our lives, we automatically have an instant connection. So to see that grow and see what you guys are doing, I think is just phenomenal. And that's the way, like, I, I feel every community should be that way. You know, whether you live in a small town here in the States or you're from Mexico or wherever you are, get together. You'd be amazed at the friendships that you can make just bonding over this team. So what you guys are doing is incredible. That's why, you know, I gravitated toward you. I support you in any way that I can. And I feel like I'm a member of the community, even though you know, we're separated by an ocean. So but the connection is there. That, it is exactly what we wanted all the time, from mm -hmm. all along from um, meetups. It's that community atmosphere. It's it's that it's the type of thing where if you go to a meetup, you no longer feel alone because mm -hmm. everybody in this chat, everybody who from the UK in this chat, at one point or another, they'll have sat in the house by themselves watching a game, thinking, "Am I the only person that's doing this?" And it is a lonely feeling. You still enjoy the sport, but not as much as when you go to a meetup because you're not alone. And as soon as you realise that, you never want to really be alone again. You, mm -hmm. you want meetup after meetup after meetup. And, and that's why what you tend to find is once you've been to one, you start going to them all. Yeah. As long as you've got the financial means to go to them all. Obviously, with the UK being um, quite, quite spread apart, it, it mm -hmm. does cost money to get to them all. But that's the type of thing that we've always tried to promote within the 49th for UK. Get yourself to a meetup, meet other fans, because it's going to be the best decision you ever make. Mm -hmm. And we do appreciate the support of someone like yourself, Ty. Like, like I said, when lockdown came in, I think me and you've touched upon this when we've been on your channel, the world kind of grew a lot smaller. We were all mm -hmm. locked down for a reason. Yeah. Um, I was actually talking, Lee, Remember the last Super Bowl the 49ers were in was when the COVID had just hit. The coronavirus was just um, coming out. A few yeah. people thought I was mad going up to Newcastle because I think they'd had two cases. And we're not going to go down the full rabbit hole of that game, but the feeling when those lights came on at five in the morning and it felt surreal knowing that I was there with friends, family, and we've had that bond. And that was like, I would say, our first real big watch party tie because obviously it was the Super Bowl everyone mm -hmm. was excited we'd yeah. got to Newcastle early we'd all met up all day it was funny because Newcastle's colours are black and white stripes yet all day in the city on the Sunday there was us walking around red and gold and all the locals yeah. were like <laughs> what's happening today and we're like oh Super Bowl baby so and you've touched upon it there this community as much as I was gutted not to be there on Sunday I was back at home doing what I do best. I was plugged into social media. I was tweeting the pictures out. I was supporting everyone that was there. Um, one of my favourite moments, El Presidente may not be too big for his boots tie because at the end of the game, he video calls little old me and we just had a moment where we were like, this is amazing. Yeah. I can't wait for the Super Bowl. Now, the reason Lee had to call me, Ty, is because my good friend Brett Sinclair was supposed to video call me and watch the game virtually with me. So at this point, Lee, do you want to take over and explain why Brett didn't join me for the game on Sunday? Because unlike me, 
Brett's a technophobe. He doesn't know how it works. And he managed to set his alarm for 11 o'clock to wake himself up half an hour before the game. So he'd probably have a beer or two, or, or five, known Brett. Um, unfortunately, he set it for 11 o'clock the next morning and not 11 o'clock on Sunday night. So he didn't wake up until after the game had finished. <laughs> so he missed the full game. So I've, I've got a little bit more news. Oh, no. So, so the, the event venue is not a shared venue. Oh. So, so. You are, you're yeah. dripping this, drip feeding this. You're really milking this. Oh, you know what he's going to do now, Gary? He's going to go, and he's for more fun. news, tune in to the 49 of Faithful UK yep. pod coming tomorrow, and then he's just going to press a mic. <laughs> All I'm doing is drip feeding you what Nick's drip feeding me, because Nick's whining <laughs> oh, me Nick. from the chronic here. Yeah. So, yeah, Brett, guilty. So it's just little stories like that, though, Ty, because we are watching the games so late, and yeah. before Nick Clark got involved, the watch parties were very similar to what Chapman and Breezy do. They would basically mm-hmm. go to a city. They'd say, right, we're yeah. meeting up at this place. Come yeah. and meet us. And we used to move them around. But obviously, as soon as the Niners get involved and add the official tag. And obviously, yeah. I would say Joe Staley coming across and partnering with us was the pinnacle. But that, oh, yeah. would, that would do Lee and the chaps on Sunday a disservice because that Super Bowl feeling... That must have been hard to bottle up. I mean, last year in Leeds, when CMC scored the touchdown against the Eagles, we went absolutely crazy, and we all know that game ended. But, Lee, come on, get off your phone. You're not Paul Hall. Join in the conversation, (laughs) or I'm going to have to hand back over to Gareth on time. So I just want to uh, respond to uh, Jay's message there. All I've been told is it's an event, it's a dedicated event space. But they haven't taken over a space. A dedicated event space. All right. Mm, so people are people are putting it together. You see, event space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're taking that drip feed and just yeah. putting it all together. So luckily, you've killed the vibe. We're all well, all so waiting. Well, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it, it'll come to it. I don't know if Maybe. he's doing this on purpose, but he's given us information I would expect to come last. And the information that we really want, which I wanted first, yeah, is probably going to give us last. <laughs> do you know what's great? Do you know what's so great about the, this, well, Gareth? That's the one that we want to know where. What's great about this is when Nick Clark first reached out, Ty. It still feels surreal. Lee ringing me at work and saying, uh, "Nick Clark from the 49ers wants to have a virtual Zoom call with us," and we were thinking, "Oh God, what have we done now? Are we in trouble? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have to see social media. Stop using the flag." And then obviously. He comes on the uh, the Zoom and he's like, look, guys, we really want to reach out. We want to host a watch party. Now, I'll be honest, I thought it was going to be a one and done. I thought we were going to have an official watch party. They were going to kind of take advantage of what we've done in the UK. And then they've just keep continuing on. Now, the streamline of that service before Lee interrupts is Lee is now the man in the know. So when people text me, Ty, and say, what do you know? I'm like... I'm just the same as everybody else. Yep, yep. I'm just waiting for El <laughs> President to drop that news. See, even Paul thinks I I always know more than what I do know. But I, I've always been open and I say, Paul, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I do have some other bit I can drip feed. Um, so the plan is to announce on Friday morning. Um, so so that's announced to the British media. Um, we will get the link the same time as the ticketing company 
and then public sale will go on at 11am. It will be £10 a ticket, but that includes your first food item and drink. Right. So it's previous, previously been um, free entry, tie, but to be honest, a charge for a Super Bowl watch party isn't unusual, given the fact yeah. that it's on there, the cost involved in the venue. So, oh, yeah. I mean, we, we did used to go to the a casino company, and they used to charge us £25 a head. So, he's, look at that cheeky smile. I'm, I'm about to talk, and then I'm like, what are you going to say now? What's he yeah, gonna he's say got now? something. He's no, got no. something. So, so I, I now know the venue, but I'm going to leave it till the end. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was just going to leap into Savely. You'd reminded me, talking about um, the, the lockdown, where I think after that Super Bowl meetup, the, where they all went pretty sour at the end, uh, I remember go, like going out for the first time in July and and sort of chatting with mates and saying, "When was the last time you were out?" And I was thinking back, and I was thinking it was that Super Bowl night. So that that kind of finished me off. I didn't go out for like four months after that night. So you had a long time to digest that. Um, and I, for one, am very happy with this Super Bowl matchup, um, more so I think than the Ravens. Um, just because of the unfinished business. I was reading an article today. There's actually there's surprisingly few players on both teams yes. um, left over. Uh, From that last know, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. They said, you know, it's it's 10 or something for, across mm-hmm. both teams. I thought, what? Can't be, can't be that few, surely. Um, but, yeah, the, the turnover's there, isn't it? So. so on that note, because we will discuss it more in depth on the pod, Come on, Ty. I don't want to put you on the spot with early predictions and stuff, but there was a lot of talk. No, there was a lot of talk, Gareth. <laughs> 49ers, Ravens, 49ers, Chiefs. And you, you've given your thoughts now. So what's your thoughts on this Super Bowl meetup then, Ty? Would you prefer the Ravens or are you happy it's the Chiefs? I, I was fine with either team, to be honest with you. Um, I think we match up well against either team. And I feel we were going to be victorious. Oh, yeah. So it, it, it didn't bother me either way. You know, I was like, bring on whomever. You know, the Chiefs make it fun because uh, we can always say, "All right, we get to get this, get some get back now. We get to, uh, we get to do, get a do over and do this right." So, yeah, well, it is. It's, yeah. it's it's the best quarterback in the league versus Mahomes. So exactly, it's what kind of better matchup do you want? I like yeah. how you managed to get that in there, Gareth. You yeah. managed that rather well. So. Yeah. Um, well any, managed. Any breaking news, Ty, of any um, what you'll be rocking for Super Bowl? So I have my Ayuk Road White, which mm-hmm. I'll be rocking because um, I did want the 94 throwback. But you, have you got another special T-shirt in the making? So I changed mid-episode, everybody, because this is my <laughs> Club 85 that my good friend Ty sent over. Yeah. Um, sales of Gowland 88 will go on after this podcast <laughs> and Ty will drop them on the website. But... <laughs> Knowing you, you've got something special lined up, Ty. You're going to be dripping white in Vegas. So, come on, let us into the secret of what you'll be rocking for the Super Bowl. I, no, I, I, I have some ideas that I'm putting together. So, uh, you'll probably see me on social wearing something. <laughs> but I haven't finalized anything, but things are in the works. I like to hear it. So, Mike Davies had tweeted earlier and said, Lee wasn't allowed to announce the news till Mike was here. So rather than us end the show like Oliver's asking for, nothing like giving people what they want. Lee said he's not announcing the venue till the end of the show. 
So people in the chat are like, end you the finished. show. End, end the show. show. <laughs> we've, we've heard enough. End the show. <laughs> so so just for the benefit of Mike, because he's only just getting in and he hasn't heard the rest of it. So <clears throat> the, the host city is not London. We know it's a dedicated, well, I know all of it. <laughs> you know it's a dedicated event space. It's going to be announced to the British media media on Friday morning. We will get the link. And when I say we, the group will get the link the same time as the ticket and stuff. So we should get maybe an hour or two head start on, on getting tickets. There'll be a £10 cover charge, and that'll cover your first uh, bit of food and your first drink. Um and that's it for now without giving away what it's actually going to be, where it's going to be, which I don't do yet. Um, I have asked a question. So I have suggested to to Nick Clark that any promotional material for for the uh, for the watch party mentions a whiteout to get everybody in road jerseys. This isn't you, Rovision, you know, Lee. We're not ticking off cities across the UK. <laughs> People <laughs> want to know, but we'll respect. See, this is what he does, Ty, El Presidente, oh, yeah. as his own style. So, chaps, before we let Lee release the news, because we are coming on, on the hour, Gareth, you stayed longer than your half an hour. Mm, so, yeah, well, okay. How have you found your first live experience, Gareth? It's a bit different yes. to the pod, isn't it, buddy? It is, and I, I didn't have to do a, an hour of prep and, and make sure we had all our things that we've got to go through so so that we can forget and kind of keep an eye on the clock. So, yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun. It is, and it is, it's different to keep it, you know, the pod. I feel the pod needs a structure, but this this kind of doesn't so much because it changes every week. Uh, but I think it's it's good to have a little, at least a little bit of structure with a pod, because otherwise it will wander all over the place. So I did say at the start, Ty, that he has the hardest job in sports entertainment. I said that yeah. to you when you captured mm-hmm. me and Levi shouting that. It's not, it's it's not a saying. It is. He has to keep <laughs> place. He has oh, the yeah, voice really. The pod, but um, Barry, stop reading too much into it. I don't know <laughs> where it is, Ty. How have you found your first experience on the live? Because I know you've done other shows. Um, I'm a big fan of what you do. I reached out to Bryant because I'm free on Saturday evening. The missus is away for the weekend. The kids are off out. So I was like, oh, might get on a show. So I've reached out to Bryant and see whether he'll have me on. But what's your experience with the 49 Fairful UK live? Oh, it's a blast. You know, you guys are so easygoing and comfortable to speak with. And um, it's a great show, you know. I recommend everybody, hey, if they reach out and ask you to be a guest, pop on. You'll have a good time. So do you want to give your show a promotion here? I'm flying your channel across the bottom yeah. because I said, <laughs> so this is over you. Uh, tell us more, where people can find you more, because I know who you are and I watch right. all your stuff. But <laughs> come on, we need to get Ty some more subscribers to his channel. Yep, so I'm I'm Ty Austin. That's my Twitter handle, my X handle there. That's my handle on every social media um, platform. I kept it universal, just Mr. Ty Alston. My channel is the Stay Faithful Stay Faithful Podcast. It's at Stay Faithful VIP because it's a very important podcast where I speak to very important people. And that's you, my fellow faithful. We just get together, have an open conversation about life, liberty, and 49ers. That's what it's all about. So, Lee, come on. I, I, are we ending the show? And are you breaking the news? Or are you going to drag it out for a few more views? No, like no, I can tell you. I can tell you. So I kind of 
Well, I didn't hint, but th- there's a reason why. Th- there's two reasons why I, th- I think a white out would uh, go down very well. Um, obviously, the first one is we're going to be wearing white, and the Chiefs are going to be wearing red. So, if any Chiefs fans do turn up, which I don't think they will, because it's dedicated uh, event <laughs> space, um, then we, we'd like be separate. Um, the other one is having everybody in white will go down very well with this particular venue. So the venue oh, is Ellen Road. It's in the Centenary Pavilion, which I've just looked, and it looks absolutely huge. So it's just across the road from Ellen Road. So I'm now thinking, I wonder if they're going to do what they said they would do last year. So there was a plan in place last year that if we'd get into the Super Bowl, they were going to try and um, create an authentic tailgate experience in the car park at Ellen Road. Oh, um, wow. That would be interesting if they do that, because a lot of people haven't been to um, an authentic tailgate. Although it won't be authentic because you're going to be paying money for it, whereas normal tailgates, <laughs> you, you tailgate with friends. Um, so the, there's a challenge. There's going to be a challenge after the game. If we win, I don't think anybody's going to be bothered about that challenge. If we lose, everybody's going to be bothered about that challenge. So Ellen Road is obviously uh, two and a half, three mile outside the city centre. So getting back at four o'clock, four, half four in the morning, maybe, well, I don't know how many is going to turn up to this. We had 500 in London. With it being the Super Bowl, potentially we could have more than that. So so where about yeah. in Leeds is it, did you say? Sorry, it's at Ellen Road. Ellen Road. It's, it's, yeah, it's just opposite Ellen Road. It's actually part of the the, the football. It, it's owned by Leeds United. It, it's part of their hospitality. Right. And it's a huge... Basically, wow. conference centre type place. Well, so there you go. So, what's going to happen now, Ty, is everybody's going to be rushing to book travel hotels. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> oh, what, no, what? What? I'll, I've just texted Tracy. <laughs> get on the, <laughs> on the hotel and travel. But what's going to be good about this, Ty, for us is some of the feedback that we've had is the official watch parties that Nick Clark hosts are amazing. But because the venues have kind of always been full of capacity and there's always been a bit yeah. of a worry about getting in. People go early. So like, for example, Poor Martin got through under the bus. He's a Liverpool fan. So he went to the box on Sunday to watch Liverpool play, which was half two in the afternoon mm-hmm. here. And obviously he had a few drinks, so his day went quite long. But what's going to be good for the Super Bowl is we can go to Leeds City Centre in the afternoon. We can all meet up. Like Lee said, Leeds United play in white. So when we've rocked up before tie in red, it has caused a little bit of contentious yeah. issue because their main rivals, Manchester United, wear red. So yeah. like Lee said, everyone wearing white will go down. But uh, um, there's a question coming in, Lee, about um, under-18s. So, so I've asked that question. I, I would imagine yes. I can't see why it wouldn't. Um, everything the NFL does and anything the 49ers does is always inclusive of kids. And that's why they try to make it a family environment. Um, so what was Johnny saying there? Ellen Road? Oh, that was before. Was that before I broke the news? Yeah, he was just asking. So yeah, um, Ellen what, what's happened tonight, Ty? Obviously, you watch most weeks. Gareth's fairly new to the live. We normally have time to put everyone's comments up in order. Yeah. But this has been epic tonight. The chat has been on fire. Thank you yeah. so much, everyone, for watching. The oh, chat yeah. is just going on. Now, to be honest, Lee, I know you're probably keen to keep talking longer and longer. But I'm keen to get my train travels and hotel books. <laughs> <laughs> Book it now. There we are. Yeah. On the phone already. 
So, so Wayne, the photographer, has, has booked it. So is there anything else, Lee, that you would like to talk about, about last weekend? Because we have been going for an hour and four. Um, I mean, overall, the, the meet-up, the watch party, I think it went uh, definitely went well. For everybody that stayed to the end, it, it went well. It was excellent. I think one of the other lessons learned I had was um, they'd sent, away some, they'd sent a, across some giveaways, and I didn't think much of it at the time because per, uh, before, uh, sorry, not the giveaways, the raffle prizes. Before with the raffle prizes, it, it's been like four items, one at the end of each quarter, and it's, it's been something significant. Like um, it's been a signed football, it's been a jersey, it's, it's been one of the gold chains, something like that. So I wasn't expecting having to work so hard to separate these bloody raffle prizes. They sent 19 19 raffle prizes. Some of them were good, some of them were not so good. So you had six Jerry Rice posters. And I, I don't know about you, but I mean, I'm a grown man. I, I don't put posters up. Um, mm-hmm. That's not a poster, by the way. That, that's a, a hand-painted yeah. uh, picture. Yeah. From, it's a difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had uh, signed photos of Joe Nedney. So that was good. They had a signed kittle ball. Um, they had some pins for your, uh, your, your shirt, a uh, couple of T-shirts, a couple of caps. So I had to try and split these out into four lots. And because of the balance of raffle prizes, it didn't quite work. Oh. So I had four lots plus maybe one or two others, which I had to uh, do separately. And then I also made the mistake of um, tying in um, Jamie Burgess's stuff that he was uh, so gracious to bring along uh, and raffle up. Uh, raffle off what I should have done is let Jamie come up and do that himself I should have allowed Jamie to do that and kept that completely separate for the fo- from the 49ers items so that's another another learning uh, exercise um, we had the sound it was fine the the staff were brilliant um, the staff were brilliant each time we've been there they were really good uh, a, a big plus point for me was the sold uh, Guinness non-alcoholic beer so I, I was just knocking <laughs> back the Guinnesses and everybody was thinking, yeah, he's going to be absolutely trolleyed him. You're not going to be able to understand the word he's saying, but it was alcohol-free, so that was good. Um, and it was a good location as well because we all enjoyed the afternoon. Um, obviously, Martin was out from 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Me and Andy got there, I think it was half three, we got into the Merchant, um, which was about a 10-minute walk away from from the box. And I think everybody enjoyed themselves. In fact, I know everybody enjoyed themselves. Um, and it was just... An, it was just another really good meetup. So I, what? I, I just wish those people had I known people were going to go at half time. I'd have tried to convince them. I'd have said, "Look, yeah. stick with it, because we can easily turn this game around. Because we've got so much firepower on offense. All yep. we need is a couple of stops on defense, and it'll be a completely different game." And I'd said to Andy Hutchinson, "When we had that first, when when the Lions went for it on that first fourth down." I said, this is the turning point. This is what's going to change the game. Mm-hmm. We're going to stop this, and then it's going to be all us. And, and it was. That's what happened. So I don't know if you caught the show last week, Ty. So I have a good friend who's a Lions fan, Andy, yeah. and he joined yeah, us. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, yeah. So obviously he wasn't at a watch party. So I was texting him, as you can imagine, first half. He was in dreamland, and he mentioned to me, that this game wasn't over. Now, I'm known for being Mr. Positive. Now, before the turnover happened, I texted him and said, a turnover's happening in a minute. 
a pick six is happening. <laughs> 24 24, going into the third quarter, and he just sent me the laughing emoji back. And then the turnover happened, and yep. the first touchdown, then the second touchdown. So for me and Gareth, we were at home trying to be quiet, trying to keep all this emotion in, seeing the footage from the bar, which was unusual because in England, the bars aren't open as late as that was from there. It must have felt unreal for you as well. Like us, you're a Niners fan. At half time, it looked like the game was done. I'm guessing you kept the faith. You always knew that our boys are going to come out fighting. Yeah, yeah. I I did not give up hope. I was, you know, I I mentioned I I stay off the phone, but I was texting uh, with Jess and Matt and Rebecca from my East Coast Red and Gold crew, um, who we shameless plug tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. We're having uh, Bruce Kittle and Emma Kittle. Yes, those Kittles will be guests on our podcast tonight. You got so my attention you, there. If you're if you're not staying up, uh, catch the replay because we did ask if uh, George's. Uh, I, I said his name. If Bruce's son can join, yeah, that guy. <laughs> so we won't be but, able uh, to watch but, live, but surely you're yeah. going to give a shout out to Club Eighty Five and the origin story. Indeed. Oh, no. So, what time does that show go? I'll tell you what. Probably Emma or Bruce won't know the the answer to this, but it's worth asking the question. So, we sent across a UK fearful flag, uh-huh. and the way it was delivered to both them, um, to both George Kittle and Sammy Womack, they were basically put in their lockers. Um, I've reached out to Sammy many, many times, and I've never gotten an answer as to whether or not he got that flag. It would be good if you can find out whether or not uh, George has mentioned anything about receiving a UK fearful flag. Yeah, I will, I'll definitely ask. <laughs> so Not a problem. You yeah. normally go live. It's late for us, isn't it? So where you are now is 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So yes. you normally go live evening. Your time, is that right time? Yes, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, is where we normally do it every Wednesday at that time. Um, we go live. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes it's just us. But uh, tonight should be a good one. So yeah. is that on your channel, the Stay Fearful VIP? No, or is th- it on- that's, on, that's on the East Coast Red and Gold channel. So I didn't fly yeah. that banner, everyone. But if mm-hmm. you follow me on Twitter, I do normally share Ty stuff because he shares our stuff. So rest yeah. assured with Ty, you've dropped Club 85. It's going to be appearing in some form. Yep. So we will watch back. <laughs> so, so that is good. Indeed. Yeah. But to answer your question, I'm sorry, I kind of veered off because no, no. shameless that's plug, like I said. What, yeah. What we do on the live. It's what we <laughs> yeah. Do. That's what the live is. Yeah. But um, I didn't give up hope. I didn't give up faith. You know, I stayed faithful. I was texting Justin, those guys. I was like, look, the first half wasn't as bad. We just didn't sustain drives. And we will make second half adjustments on defense. It's what Steve Wilkes does. And these guys will get it together. And as I'm listening to the halftime show, of course, Journeys is playing Don't Stop Believing. And I text him. I was like, they're, pl- they're singing Don't Stop Believing for a reason. We're going to come back and yeah. win this thing. And sure enough, it happened. And of course, I'm looking at my TV doing all the heebie-jeebie things I can do to the Lions to get them to mess up, right? Like, mess up, mess up. Ooh, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, Gareth, you're still with us. You have put yeah. the curse to bed. So, we broke the news. The watch party, the Super Bowl watch party is going to be in Leeds. Have you booked your hotel? I've booked a train ticket. 
I was, I was, I was going to see where everyone else was staying. So <laughs> I can't so, imagine Leeds is going to be that rammed on a random Sunday night in February. So, so there's a couple of options. So Leeds United isn't in the city centre tie. So some people are opting mm-hmm. to stay in the city centre. Some people are staying at the Premier Inn near Ellen Road. Uh, Gareth, so it just depends on whether you want to stumble home at the end of the night. Now, what I did want to say, Lee, is I'm not drinking alcohol at the moment. It's just a choice I've made. So we've had some comments, Ty, from people who've seen the watch parties. They've seen how amazing they are, but they've reached out and they've said, can we come if we want to be in the background a little bit or if drinking isn't our scene? And I just want to say to these people, Lee, that there is a good mix. If you want to get involved in 20 fireballs, if you want to get involved (laughs) in the drinking alcohol, that side of it's there. But we do pride ourselves on letting everybody come. So I just wanted to get that message out there, Lee, because I think... It did look pretty epic on Sunday. Have you got some more news for us? Because look at no, that smile no, no. on his face. No, no, I'm just, He's been I'm, checking I'm his just, phone. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just smiling at the fact that you said you pri- we pride ourselves on uh, whatever. I mean, th- there's a few in that um, comments list there that pride themselves on how much they could drink <laughs> based off Sunday <laughs> afternoon, that's for sure. Yeah. So, chaps, is there anything else? Or do you think we should let everybody get on out of here? And book the travel. I was going to say, I think we should let everybody go and book the yeah, travel in yeah, the hotel. Yeah. I've just booked Elland Road uh, Premier in the same as uh, everybody else there. Right. Well, Ty, you're always welcome to join us. Thank we have guys. teased that Gareth and Nadji might be regular guests, but I am quite proud that we've had you two as our first guests. It is something we're trying to evolve with the Fighting Anna Faithful UK Live. If you do want to be a guest on the show, do send me a DM. I will compile a list. We are keen to get the faithful on. And chaps, I think it's safe for me to say, all Gareth that is left for us to say at this time of the show is stay safe and go Niners. Bang, bang, Niners, gang. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side.